Hi everybody and welcome to the Junction Church Podcast. We pray that this message inspires and encourages you. If you would like to find out any more information about us, then please visit our website at www.thejunctionchurch.com. Thank you for listening. Introduction, Brian. You've given me so much to live up to now. <laughs> but um, it's my privilege to be here and to speak with you guys and continue what we believe is really a fundamental season for where we are as a church and where we are, I guess, as a nation as well. And um, if you're new with us, it's a great time to jump in. And we're, we're talking about a series called Peace, as you can see in the screens. And in a world where there's so much rabble, so much noise, so much stuff going on, Whenever I hear all these things that go on, there's always there's like an undercurrent, an undersound that just seems to resonate throughout all these messages. And there's like a cry out for assurance and for peace. Yeah. So as a church, we want to go into that and talk about that um, over the next few weeks. And um, we, we've been talking for, we started last week and we started with the promise of peace. And that a, a peace is promised in a re- relationship with God, a covenant relationship with God and we talked about the place of peace. And if we are believers and we have the Spirit of God dwelling in us, we are the place of peace. So the place of peace is wherever we go. Yeah. And this morning we talked about the culture of peace. And it's the environment and the climate in which we can experience it and we, it can actually grow and, and, um, and, and uh, flourish. And we've been focusing on Philippians 4. And I really love this scripture. And it speaks a lot to me personally. And it's and it's going to be like the backbone scripture for um, us as we um, go through the series. And it's from um, chapters, verse 6 in chapter 4. And it says, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there's any virtue and if there's anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. The things which you learned, verse 9, the things that you learned and received and heard and saw in me, these do, and the God of peace will be with you. And tonight I'm continuing with our peace series, with this installment, it says, The Rhythm of Peace. The Rhythm of Peace. And rhythm is simply this. It is regular, recurring motion. It's regular, occurring motion. And it's like a movement or a sound. And the Rhythm of Peace is exactly this. It is the regular, occurring intervals or motion or sound of peace. And I want to tell you, even in times like this, even in how we're feeling in our lives and whatever goes on in the current seasons and climates and whatever happens, the rhythm of peace is available for you and available for me. Yeah. So it's this, this rhythm, it's regular, it's occurring, it's, it's always around and we know that if we're in Jesus Christ, we, are, we have this available to us, but then sometimes we just don't feel it. Sometimes we just feel out of sync with it. Yeah. But can I tell you, there's a rhythm of peace. And rhythm, everything about our lives and creation is rhythmic. Yeah. You know, our heart rate is rhythmic. Our breathing rates are rhythmic. And, yeah. and we actually have relationships and form relationships via similar rhythms. We grow up 
with people that we go to school with. And basically what we're doing is we're going to the same places over extended periods of time, learning the same things. It's, it's a rhythm that we, we then instill in ourselves. And all of a sudden there's people alongside doing it too. We work, in, we work with people and then we, work, we form relationships with them based on you know, rhythms that are matching, rhythms that are the same. So to enter into a rhythm of peace, you know, I'm kind of going ahead of myself, but it cannot be stated enough. It's we have to rely on the constants of life, the very things that do not change, even though seasons change, times change, people change. But there's only one thing that does not change, and that is Jesus Christ. Hebrews 13.8 says that he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. I don't know if you know how long forever is, but it's a long time. (laughs) Forever goes on forever and to get into that rhythm of peace we have to be in sync with Jesus and rhythm's a funny thing um, because we think rhythm's only limited to music but like I said before rhythm is in all the things that we do rhythms is how we form habits we do things over a set period of set period of days weeks and months and then all of a sudden we realize that oh I didn't realize I did that has everyone ever seen that? Where you, you, you see people have habits and they say certain things or they react in certain ways and it's a rhythm that they get into. Whenever something happens, then it's like this response and out of this response then becomes a reaction. But it's down to internal rhythms. Yeah. And uh, we were in, Heidi, my wife and I were in Malta a few weeks ago. That's where pastors Kevin and Cheryl are now. And uh, we were ministering in there and um, we were helping out their band with some music stuff. And um, we, uh, we had a drummer, we had Heidi on the guitar, and we had a keyboardist. And we also had a, a very special guest uh, musician. If you want to play the clip, uh, media team, that would be amazing. Anytime. As you can see from that, from a very young age, we are actually, we, are, we can actually sense where something's on time, whether it's, you know, whether, and then we can sort of jump in. I guess when the older you get, it can kind of be a bit harder, but when you, when you start off, that you can just sense when something's right, and you can just jump in, like Ella, which is um, Dave, and, um, Dave and Louisa's um, youngest daughter, just started to do that with the time. You know, and it's not something that's far-fetched. We all have this sense. We can all just jump into something when we know it feels right. Yeah. And, and for me, like, I, um, um, I play more guitar these days, but I started off in the bass. And, and it's very different. The, the, the guitar is more like melodic and it's more like you know, the high ends. And, but the bass is just, it's a different thing altogether. You know, for, it's, it's like... It's, it's hard to describe, but it's a rhythm instrument. And when I have the bass, it's like, I'm in the groove. You just, it's, and that just, whenever I have it, and I, and I haven't played it for a while, and a lot of the time I'll be fiddling like on the, on the bass for a while just to get my groove back. And then, and then when I've got it, I'm like, yeah, that's it. And then I'm playing, and, and then everyone's like, come on, we've got a song to practice. I'm like, oh, okay. Um, but, but yeah, so then I'm, I'm getting in the groove, and I'm, and I'm playing, and, and then all of a sudden we can be playing a song, and then since I'm a, on the rhythm instrument, I'm very sensitive to timing. 
So I'm very sensitive to this. So when I hear, like, I've got a rhythm, I've got this thing going, and then, you know, the drums are, you know, being consistent, and all of a sudden, the bridge happens, and, and then I'm just like, and, and I'm in my head, I'm like, can you keep the... That's, that's what I'm like in my head, but I'm just trying to... I'm, I'm playing, and then all of a sudden, I've lost my groove. And I'm trying to get my groove back, and, and I'm really being really cool, and like in my head, and you know, I'm just trying to compose myself. And but then, really, in the inside, I'm just so frustrated that I've lost my groove. And rhythm is really how we gel. It's how we mix. It's how we we actually fit into into our societies, into our friend groups. This is how you have when people you have you meet that click. It's your personalities and, and um, the things you like and your idiosyncrasies, they kind of match. And then there's like a, there's like a mix. And that's, that's because there's a similar rhythm. And then when we're off rhythm, it's like we just can't seem to fit in. And in society today, there's all, all these sort of things that happen, all these things, news reports and things you read and things that you just hear about. And it's all of a sudden, it's just like, you know, people try to speak out against it and people say all sorts of things, have different beliefs. And it's like they're clearly trying to find out where their beliefs fit in. You know, certain people get elected. This happened in this nation and this natural disaster happened here. And all of a sudden they're trying to take their beliefs and their thinks and their, and their um, preconceived ideas and try and squeeze them in into this conversation to try and get some sort of congruity, some sort of unity, some sort of assurance. But the truth is, they're just a bit out of sync. And this is, this is no new thing. This has happened since creation itself. In Genesis, where God creates the world and everything was good, and the only thing that wasn't good is that man was alone. So then Eve was created out of the rib of, uh, of Adam, and then they have this perfect place, this perfect universe, this perfect plan and then all of a sudden Eve is presented with an opportunity to take from a tree of the knowledge of good and evil which she's not supposed to have and all of a sudden she partakes and then something happens. She gives it to Adam and then something fractures the cosmos. This thing called sin which Pastor Kevin quite rightly said it's it's man without the awareness or acknowledgement of God and then when this happened all of a sudden it's like they, they, before they were, had no shame, they had no ways to seem to want to be um, in, in any way separate from one another. But something happens and all of a sudden they're now trying to sew together fig leaves for underwear. You can clearly see that the flow has been interrupted. The flow has been interrupted and, and man is really trying to, be, trying to get his groove back ever since. Have you not seen that in society where, where, we, um, where we feel like we're out of place? So our, we have to, um, if I can just go to um, talk about what happened when God spoke to Adam again. And then Adam, God said to Adam, where are you? When he was trying to find them, they were hiding. And Adam said, I was afraid, so I hid. And we've been doing that in, in many instances of our, our lives. We, we hide in certain ways. We, if we're insecure, we, we try and hide it by overcompensating. So if we feel that we're not as good looking as somebody else or not as talented, we try and bring them down to make them match what we feel inside. And, and we do these things to try and hide what's going on in the inside. And the truth is, what's going on in the inside is that there's a lack of rhythm. We don't quite fit in. 
And then we have seasons of life, and we have times where we, we go from transition, and we can't avoid transition in life. We go from stage to stage, school to university, university to working full-time, full-time to married life, and married life to family life. And it just seems that the seasons just pile on, and there's like, we just can't seem to find a groove where we can sort of get in our own sort of space, our own sort of comfort. We just have to keep challenged. We're just constantly challenged by this but this con- these conjectures and these times where we've got to try and change what's going on in our lives so we can fit in. We're just out of the groove. And it was said earlier on today, and um, I'm going to talk about it a little bit as well. It's in Mark where um, Jesus is speaking to, um, he's speaking to a bunch of people in the multitudes and teaching them about the kingdom of God. And then they're about to cross a lake. And in Mark 4 and verse 4, 35 I'll start. It says, On the same day, after he finished teaching the multitudes, on the same day, when evening had come, he had said to them, Let us cross over to the other side. In verse 36, Now when they had left the multitude, they took him along in the boat as he was, and the other little boats were also with him. And a great windstorm arose, and waves beat into the boat, so that it was already filling. But he was in the stern, asleep on a pillow, and they woke him and said, Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? And then he arose, rebuked the wind, and said to the sea, Peace, be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. But he said to them, the disciples, he said to them, Why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? And they feared him exceedingly, and said to one another, Who can this be? That even the wind and the sea obey him. And we have that storm and it's indicative of things that happen in our lives and things that we sometimes go through and we think, we shouldn't be going through this. Or, oh, why did that happen? And why am I in this position? But the truth is that these storms just represent, well, they represent anything that we go through. And then we lose our cool and we freak out. But the thing is this, it's that these storms, they actually really reveal what's going on in the inside of us. They're, they're, they're what I call, they're, they're the catalyst of an inward condition. You know, a lot, a lot of times um, that people say this, so they say, oh, before I, hap- I was in this position, you know, I never dealt with that. Before I got married, this, this never happened. But the truth is, there was nothing there to bring it out. It was always there to begin with. But then we go through things in life and we think, why this and why that? But there's something inside of us that needs to come out and it's not revealed unless it goes through a storm. So you see, Jesus is here and he's saying, why are you so fearful? Why is it you have no faith? Or why do you not regard the faith that you do have? And in this time, we can easily say that, oh, they, they should have known better. They were with Jesus. They should have, you know, been in the right state of mind, but... Truth is, we're always, we're all like that sometimes. We all sometimes take our eyes off the ball. We sometimes miss it. And these storms, they reveal what's inside of us. And then Jesus, what he said to them is so interesting. I love that he said, why are you so fearful? Why is it that you have no faith? In other words, why are you not regarding that I'm here with you? And the truth is that these guys were trying to get their groove back. Jesus was asleep in a storm. He didn't realize that the, peop- the person who was ta- teaching them all the stuff about God was the, you know, the, 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 the image of, of the, um, God the Father. And he said, 
you know, all these things, and then all of a sudden they're in this place, and then he was asleep. And they think, if he, if he told them they're going to the other side, surely they were going to get there, but they, but they freaked out, and they, they tried to wake him. And, and it's, if that were like me, I would be, get home from work, and I'd be really hungry, and I'd wake Heidi and be like, don't you care that I'm perishing, you know, because I'm starving? <laughs> like, but we can all go through times like that. But to get this rhythm, to really get at peace within ourselves, because we can be in the culture and not get a hold of it for ourselves. It's very possible. We can be on a band and not seem to keep time with one another. And the truth is we have to fix. We have to fix our attention. We have to fix our lives and the only true constant in life. The only true constant. Because I can't put my, my hopes and my dreams in, in my own personal sh- physique or age or whatever because I'm going to grow up and this isn't going to be as useful later on. I can't put my own hope in my jobs or my financial circumstance because times happen and things happen where that's just not going to be as reliable as it once was. Everything is subject to change except for one thing and that is Jesus. It's so simple yet so complex and we have to keep being reminded of these things that it's Jesus that we, we anchor our lives in. It's Jesus that actually brings us through the storm. It's Jesus that we have to hold on to that hope on. It's actually Jesus that when we call on him, he's always there. He's near to those who call on him. And when we, when we, when we sink our lives with Jesus, we walk in a rhythm in which we cannot be shaken. Yeah. But why is it that as believers, why is it as people... That we can get out of sync. And the truth is this. One simple truth. is to never let what you're going through. Never let your pace speak louder to you than the peace that's offered to you by God. Jesus taught them this. And in verse 4. In verse, um, oh, my um, tablet's doing weird things. It's soaked in water. I'll just, I'll be fine. Um, so in, in verse, Mark 4 and verse 38 he said. He spoke to the winds and said, peace, be still. And it's like he he demonstrated never to let what's going on around you defy what's in you. Because so often we can look at a circumstance, we can look at people, we can look at our jobs, we can look at things and say, oh, because of that, I doubt what's going on in me. But the, the, the source of the quality of our lives is actually from inside of us and not from, it's not, not based on external things. It's from inside of us. And Jesus spoke to, them, spoke to them and said, peace, be still. He was demonstrating to actually elevate the level of the peace over what he's going through. He was demonstrating that. And in, in Philippians 4, it says this in verse 8. I love this. It says, finally, brethren, whatever is true, if you put it up on the screen, uh, if you can, thank you. <laughs> whatever is true <laughs> I'm just going to wait but, um, <laughs> but you see what, what Paul is then demonstrating he's demonstrating this very, this very dynamic of keeping to mind the things that keep your peace higher than the pace you're running at because yeah. every so often I, I hear people say I've got to do this and I've got to do that and, and I can hear what they're going through I can hear the pace but all of a sudden I just don't hear the peace. So finally then, brethren, what things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, and that's a good one for this day and age, whatever things are of good report, 
If there's any virtue and there's anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. So it's these things that keep our head above the water. It's these things that keep our head above the waves. So we can hear what Jesus is saying. We can hear the timing. We can hear his, his beat, the, his heartbeat. We can hear it and keep in time with it. But so often we let things get so loud and so, out of, and so distorted that we just can't keep time. And then we are ambassadors of peace. We are people of peace and we have a culture of peace and we want to see peace, but we can't experience peace because we're out of rhythm. And it's as simple as that, never letting your peace be quieter than your pace. And it's something that I wish it could be, it's like a one-time lesson learned thing, like a to-do list, you tick it off and it's done, but it's so hard, I mean, it's so hard to speak in the subject of peace because we're all going through different levels of trial and we're having to find our own peace. And then it comes to speaking to other people about it and like, we're like, we don't really know what peace is ourselves. We can't, we're, trying to, we're struggling in ourselves to, to get it in our own lives. And I remember a few days after that, um, that Malta video was filmed, I, I was coming back and it was taking into account all the things I had to do. You know, I had to speak to this, apply for this, you know, youth, young adults, energy, um, um, this, this sermon series. And I'm, I'm getting all these things in my head. And I just remembered just, just thinking, I just remembered stopping and saying, why am I doing this? What is it all for? I had to stop from all what's going on and say, you know, there's a reason why I'm doing this. I had to reconnect. Yeah. I had to get my groove back. I was in danger of being sucked into all this, all just what's, what's task and to do things and, and all this sort of stuff. I was in danger of that, but I realized I had to step back and connect to why I was doing these things in the first place. Yeah. So I spent some hours on the golf course. <laughs> I don't know what it is you have to do, but this is something I find for me is helps me disengage so I can re-engage and not have to rest from work, but to work from rest. And there's a difference. So I, so I got back, and there was a few hours, and then all of a sudden, I found that what I was doing was effortless. Not that it wasn't hard, it's because I wasn't labored in it. I wasn't, you know, bound by what I was doing. I wasn't limited to a task. I was actually serving out of joy, not out of duty. It's because I found that groove, that, that unity with God, that purpose, that uni- reuniting with that purpose and why I'm here in the first place. And that's such a freeing thing. In Matthew eleven twenty eight, it's in the message version. And it's, and it's this beautiful um, picture of how Jesus actually explains this rhythm, this rest, this effortlessness. And I love this. It says, um, in, yeah, there he goes. It says, are you tired, worn out, burned out on religion? Come to me, get away with me, and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. I love that. And, and, and it says this, I love this. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. It's like it's a rhythm in its own. Walk with me and work with me and watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. 
learn, keep company with me, and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. It's all in there. Keep company with me, Jesus saying, and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. A rhythm of peace looks like a rested and content soul. And the soul is apart from the circumstance. It's not dependent on circumstance. That's what rest is. If, um, to, to say it in a, another way, rest is not that you're, you're feeling energetic. It's you're using the right kind of strength. It's a, it's, a difference between, it's a difference between me using my arms to lift the table and using a forklift to lift the table. It's a different things. It's a different mechanic. And that's what rest is. It's when we're not using our own strength, using our own mechanics, but rather the mechanics of the grace of God. That's why I said in verse 29, learn the unforced rhythms of grace. And it won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on us. Because if we're not in our own strength, it doesn't feel heavy. And in other translations, it says in verse 30, it says, you know, you will find rest for your souls. Rest for your souls. And to get into this place, Paul, he also talks us through this. If the case can come up, I'll finish with this point. And he said... And it's because after all those verse four and six to nine, and he and he he describes what he went through in his life, and he's at a time where he's really coming to the end of his life. And he says in in verse eleven, he says, "Not that I speak in in regard to need, for here's the key word: I have learned in whatever state I am to be content. I've know how to be a base, which is to be humbled." I know how to abound everywhere and in all things I have learned both to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer need. And we've heard this verse before, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. It's a different strength. It's not my strength. It's the strength of God. It's us trusting God to set the rhythm for our lives and we keep in step with God. 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 And it's something we, it's so simple, really simple words in, in, a, in, a, in a sentence, but it's the easiest thing to forget. There's an adage in, in combat sports, it's your basics that win you your fights. And it's something, it's so simple, keep yourself in step with God. Stay in step with God. It's the first thing we learn and it's the last thing we will ever have to keep doing. And it's really spoke to me, and you don't have to put this up, but Luke 10 in verse 42. And Mary and Martha are, you know, Mary's, Martha's working and, and Mary's just sitting at Jesus' feet. And and Jesus says to Mar- Martha, no, Mary has not forgotten that one thing. That will not be taken from her. What was that one thing? Just sitting at Jesus' feet. Just having that relationship. Because relationship without rhythm is dysfunction. I remember when, whenever guys are preparing for a wedding, one of the things they always fear is that first dance. 
And that's because it's, it's lack of rhythm on display, you know. <laughs> and it's that whole aspect that God wants us to come into step in alignment with him. To use, a, to use the vernacular, he wants us to dance with him. He wants us to work with him. He wants us to walk with him. He, he wants us to be with him. And that's through him we can actually be, have the strength to do anything he calls us to do. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And that's because I had to learn how to trust in him through being humbled and through having so much. I had to trust to have rhythm in your life, to have that peace of God, you have to learn to trust in God, to set the time, to set the temple, and to walk in His steps. When you walk in His steps, you'll walk in His slipstream. And that's when you actually do wonderful things with your life. That's when you actually open up the doorway for miracles. That's when you open up your hearts and your hands to receive peace. Because you cannot give what you don't have. And if you receive peace, you can then minister in peace. You can then go in peace when you know where to look for it. It's in the Holy Spirit. It's in God. It's in relationship with God. It's in stepping with God. It's in working with Jesus. It's in having that strength and confidence to know that you can do all things through Christ who gives you strength. That's where true rhythm is found. That's where creativity is found. In unity with God. He won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Learn how to keep company with him. You'll learn to live freely and lightly. And that's a team I want to be on. Because things happen in our lives and we need to stay secure. The only thing to stay secure is that we have to fix our attention and our adoration and our proximity to something and their trust is something that is constant. Something that isn't subject to change. And that's when we can begin to, if you have a scientific experiment, you always have what? You have, always have a control. And then you can actually base how good a decision is or how good a course of action is if you have a control. The control doesn't change, it's a constant. That's when we can learn the perfect will of God when we have him as the control, not what this person said and this person said, but we're basing our lives on something that does not change. Thanks for listening. If you have any questions or you'd like to find out contact information or service times, then don't forget to visit our website, www.thejunctionchurch.com. God bless.